better. Yes, yes. Now you'll find oftentimes in a service like this, it starts out a little low, then it gets a little better, 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 a little higher, a little higher. And then there's like waves that come in. And if you don't get on that wave, take heart, there's another one coming. Well, there it is, glory. Come on, let's give him praise. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Mark, I I just don't know what to do. Well, that's all right. Neither do I. I've been there many times. But when in doubt, shout. Hallelujah. When you don't know what to do, praise Him anyhow. (laughs) Oh yeah, I got about 20 or 30 pages of notes, but we're not going to get to those 20 or 30. Don't worry about it. You just missed an opportunity to praise Him right there. (laughs) Oh, glory. Well, it's better. It's better. You know, I heard from the Lord one day, Brenda and I did. We were sitting down in San Jose in a meeting. Brother Hagan stood in the office of a prophet, our spiritual father, went on to be with the Lord in 2003, month of September. And that night, you know, he was giving out words to people and some of them weren't all that good. And uh, you know what? Um, some of the ministers start looking for dimes, kind of, kind of hoping he wouldn't come over to them. You know, because sometimes a prophet's just got to say it like he sees it. Well, Brenda and I got the best word of the night. Mara Marilla was sitting there next to us. And when Dad Hagen started coming over to our side, he turned around and repented to his associate because he just chewed him out a little earlier for not getting him a parking place. Want to make sure his heart was clean. But he pointed to Brenda and I and said, come on up. And he says, you're doing quite well, but you could do better. You're doing quite well, but you could do better. And then he said, and you will, for the vision shall be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? We're doing quite well in this service. But we could do better. (laughs) Some of you could do just a little bit better. (laughs) And say with me, and I will. For the vision, it shall be fulfilled. Why don't you take a couple moments and just greet one another, love one another today. Let each other know that it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Thank you, guys. I'm going to preach now. We'll do the offering a little bit later. Amen. Hallelujah.
I want to remind you last Sunday, you know, we talked a little bit about vision. Speaking of vision, we're going to talk just a little while this morning about it. But uh, we put together a little handout for you, and it's called, How Do I Know My Dream or Vision is from God? Anybody ever wondered that? Well, we've got a seven-point handout for you at the information table. Make sure you get that. It'll help you as you're seeking God here in 2012 about His plan for your life. And by the way, He does have a plan for your life. He's a great planner. And He's got a plan just for you. And you know something about it? It fits you just right. It fits you just perfectly. Amen? And what the plans of God do for us in our lives, it gives us hope. It gives us hope. And enables us to stay focused on what He has for us. Everyone say next Sunday. Sunday. It's Declaration Sunday. You'll notice in your bulletin that you have a write the vision. uh, Little communicate. Fill that out. What are your three highest expectations? We're going to hold up our papers before uh, before the Lord next week. We're going to declare some things in Jesus' name. The Bible says if you'll declare a thing, it'll be established unto you. And the light of God, it will shine upon your ways. Amen? How many of you are people of vision? You know, without a vision, the Bible says we perish. If we can't see what God is doing, here's what happens. We will begin to stumble all over ourselves. God has placed the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. So that you can locate His vision, His plan for your life. He is the Spirit of truth. And He will show you things to come. He will reveal. He will transmit. He will disclose to you the words that come from the Father concerning His plan for your life. Amen. What a planner and what a revealer. And you know the way that he communicates with you and I, don't you? He communicates with us right here. You know, you're a spirit being. You know, you're seeing Pastor Mark's body, but this isn't the real Pastor Mark. The real Pastor Mark is younger looking. My spirit man don't have gray hair or a gray mustache. Well, that lines up with the Bible. Though the outward man is decaying, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So you're not getting any older on the outside. Amen? Because you got someone on the inside. And he's working in your life. But you are a spirit being. Created in the image and likeness of God. And God reveals to you his plan, his leadings down into your spirit. The Bible says your spirit is like a candle. It's like the light bulb of the Lord. Romans 8 says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, what are they? They're the sons of God. Hey, sons and daughters of God, you're led by the Spirit of God. In Romans 8, 16, it says that the Spirit himself will bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. Amen. Now, I believe this. That the more conscious we become of the God who created the universe, who lives on the inside of us, the easier it will become for to pick up on his leadings for our lives. Is he leading you? Some of you aren't convinced. 
Let me ask it again. Is he leading you? One more time. Is he leading you? Say with me, I'm spirit led. Not head led. Not reasoning head. Not money led. Not husband or wife led. But I'm led by the spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. My spiritual father was asked this question. What is the things that have contributed to the success of your life and ministry more than anything? Immediately he said, I always follow my deepest premonitions. I always listen to my spirit. I do what my spirit has told me to do. I always follow that inward witness. Don't you know that life would be so much sweeter and so much better if we just learn to listen? If we just learn to lean on Him and to hear what the Spirit would say unto us. I think it's interesting, the word heart. Everyone say heart. Three words out of that. Hear, ear, and art. God has placed the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, of your heart, so that you may hear. And that is the true art of a Christian. To hear. Hallelujah. What the Spirit is saying. What is God saying to you this year? Amen. Has He told you to lose weight? What's God saying about your marriage? What's God saying about your relationships? What do you see in 2012 coming to pass in your life? I believe that the Holy Ghost wants to write the vision on the canvas of your heart. Somebody say amen. amen. Dad Hagen said this, all the leadings I've ever received have come out of my spirit and most of them have come during a time of prayer. Amen. During a time of prayer. You can know you're hearing from God. Ask yourself, is what I'm hearing, does it line up with his character? Is this like God? Does it align itself with his wisdom? Do the leadings of God that I'm experiencing, are they in fact scriptural? You see, the word of God and the spirit of God will always agree. And then, you know, it's very wise to have some veterans of faith that are around you. It is a good thing to have elders in the Lord. And an elder is someone that is spiritually mature. And when you get something that you ascertain to be the will of God and the purpose of God, surround yourself with a multitude of counselors because therein you will find safety. Don't go off half cocked. Get yourself in a safe place where people can put their arms around you and some veterans can speak into your life. I have such veterans in my life. You need such veterans in your life. Do these leadings align themselves with your own character? See, God oftentimes leads you the way that you're wired. You know, God is God. He can do anything He wants to do. But most of the time, He will lead you and put you in a place where there's an abundant amount of grace. Where the giftings are there. And the callings are there. And that you will be able to walk 
out the vision that God has placed in your heart. And this is not bad preaching. Let me tell you something. Vision. Vision is a picture of the future that produces passion. Dr. Cho said, if you will show me your vision, I will show you your future. And vision enables us to stay focused on God's plan for our lives. Focused, fixed on Christ, unlimited supply every day. Say with me, I am focused. I am being fixed on Christ's unlimited supply every day. Listen, friends, he won't put something in your heart that you're not able to do. He'll never show you things to come if he's not going to make the provision for you. If he's not going to lead you and guide you every step of the way. Now, one thing I know for sure, there are focused thieves out there. And there are things that come to steal, to kill, and to destroy your hope. But you do not have to yield to a sense of despondency. Every one of us have been tempted to give up. I'll raise both hands. Every one of us have been, ra- have been, have been tempted to throw in the towel. But if you will stay focused on Christ, if you'll keep your eyes on Him, you'll make it through those tough times. Yes, the midnight hour comes, but the midnight hour does not always stay. But those, glory to God, who will worship Him and praise Him, joy will come in the morning. Look at your neighbor and say the vision. It shall be fulfilled. David said, why are you cast down, O my soul? In other words, he was looking downward. And why are you disquieted within me? Why is there such restlessness? He says, here's what you do, hope in God. Hope in God. For I shall yet praise Him, for He is the health and the hope of my salvation. Be honest with me today, how many of you are in an undesirable season right now? Several of you are. Well, I've got word for you from heaven. It's just a season. Do not allow your current challenges to become a permanent fixture in your life. Amen. Never, everyone say never, Never. ever Ever. surrender Surrender. your hope. hope. See, despondency is a force from the enemy. It brings disappointment. The Bible says that hope deferred, it makes the heart sick. In the message, I believe in Proverbs, and if you could pull it up for me, it says unrelenting disappointments. Here's what unrelenting disappointments do. In Proverbs 13, 12. In the message translation, it says unrelenting disappointments. What do they do? I'm asking for help. Unrelenting disappointments. <laughs> Come on, laugh. You can laugh with me. Just don't laugh at me. Glory to God. Unrelenting disappointments have have the absolute 
opportunity to leave your heart sick. Here's what I wanted you to see. But a sudden good break. A sudden good break. A sudden good break. We can say it this way. A sudden God break. A sudden favor moment. A sudden window of opportunity moment. A sudden good break. Here's what it can do for you in a moment of time. It can turn your life right around. You know what? We're getting all sorts of awesome testimonies. We're hearing from people that lost their job one month. And a month later, they have a better job with better pay. Listen. We're getting emails from people that literally have lost their home and now they're moving into a better home. A sudden good break. It can turn life around. One thing that the Lord spoke to us at the top of the year was this, is that we need to believe for supernatural setups and divine connections. It's the heavy favor of God. Heavy fog every day of our life. And so these opportunities are going to come your way. But make sure that you don't get so busy that you miss what God is trying to say. And the three points that we talked about concerning those opportunities were what? Do you remember? Stop, look, and listen. Stop, look, and do what? And listen to what the Spirit of God would say unto you. Now, I believe this with all my heart because we're praying this fervently for every member of our church, for every partner and every friend of this ministry. We are praying fervently for breakthroughs for your life. We are praying fervently for some heavenly suddenlies. For God to do some awesome things for you that in no way, fashion, or form you could do for yourself. We're praying that. So I want you to know this, that we serve a God who hears our prayers, but He also answers our prayers. So when we pray and He hears and He answers, then our expectation should be from Him. We could say it this way. There are opportunities. There is favor in the air. The very atmosphere that we are walking in is an atmosphere of expectation, of anticipation, of the goodness of God to show up everywhere we go and in everything we do. And so, how many of you can hook up with us on that? Look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. This is so important that we hook up with heaven. And faith is your divine connection with God. We serve a God of faith. And this God who is of faith has placed his faith on the inside of you. You and I are not praying for faith. We have been given a measure of mountain moving faith. 
This measure of mountain moving faith can grow, it can be fed, and it can increase abundantly. My Bible says that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. I'm going to preach to you over here for a minute. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now, are there some things in this world that need to be overcome? Can we overcome them without God? No, we can't. But the good news is we are not without God. God lives on the inside of us. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Come on, somebody, help preacher preach today. I don't care if I do get a little raspy. I don't care if I do get a little spit cotton this morning. I'm here to preach the gospel, which is the good news, the power of God unto salvation. You've been given faith. You have a measure of it. With your faith, you can move mountains. With your faith, you can stay awake in church. No matter how much medication you're on. I can't believe I just said that. With your faith, you can recover everything the devil's stolen from you. With your faith, you can go into the enemy's camp and take back what is ripped off from you. With your faith, you can get a brand new house. With your faith, you can pay your bills. With your faith. God. With your faith, you can finish your course. With your faith, your babies can be born again. Now, I'm not talking about having faith in our, our faith. I'm talking about faith in a faithful God. God has placed on the inside of you the ability to reach into the Word and to reach into the realm of the Spirit and receive and take hold of what He's already provided for you. So don't lose hope. Don't you give up. Hold strong. Bible says in Hebrews 11, verse 1. I want you to look at that verse. Read it with me. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence. Read it one more time. You go ahead. Can we feed on this just for a minute? I love to teach on faith. I love to preach on faith. You know, we live by it. We speak by it. Now notice with me, now faith is. Now faith is. That means faith is always present tense. If it's not now, guess what? 
It's not faith. Now, faith is. Now, what is faith? Well, faith and the Word of God are like synonymous terms. We could read it like this. Now, the Word of God is. Or, now, faith is. Faith comes by what? And hearing by the Word of? Fred Price says it this way. Faith and the Word are like the water and the wet. Where do you separate the wet from the water and the water from the wet? The Word of God has faith and faith is contained in the Word. So now the Word of God. Now notice this word substance. Everyone say substance. So something that is substantial is foundational. It could read this way. Now the Word of God is the foundation of things, notice with me, things, will faith get you things? Will faith get you some stuff? Will faith turn things around? Faith is the foundation of those things that we, what? Those things that we hope for. Now in defining hope, hope is having a confident, favorable expectation. Amen. Now, if Brenda tells me this afternoon that during the Super Bowl, she's going to make me bratwurst and German potato salad, I believe it. I firmly believe it. She's already made the blackberry cobbler. So at 3.30, I got my expectors out. How can you expect bratwurst, German potato salad, and blackberry cobbler? Because she said it. And what Brenda say, I obey. And what Brenda has to say in Mark Thomas's book is gospel. Because Brenda, don't lie. My foundation and my faith is in the fact of something that she said. Therefore, I have great expectancy. Listen, God is not a man. I know this is good. God's not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. I got a question for you. Has he not said it? Shall he not do it? Has he not spoken? And shall he not make it good? So listen, God has spoken some things to us in his word. And not only that, God has put with the paintbrush of the Holy Spirit on the canvas of your heart, some dreams, some goals, some vision. Some things that have been preordained from before the foundation of the earth for you. And you know what those things are, don't you? So therefore, we take our faith, that measure, and we stand on the foundation because God said it. Listen, if God said it, it's so. Therefore, we can have a confident, favorable expectation that what he said 
will surely come to pass in my life. Now, I want to encourage you today. This isn't a long message, but it's a good message. Look at your neighbor saying, ain't long, but it's good. So I want to encourage you, don't let go. Don't lose hope. Hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. Because he is faithful that has promised. Let me ask you something today. How many of you have seen some promises of God already come to pass in your life? How about those in the area of healing? You raise your hand. How about those in the areas, areas of relationship? Raise your hand. You've already seen it come to pass. Listen, if God already did that for you, what would prevent him from keeping the rest of the things that you have in your heart from coming to pass? You see, he's a faithful God. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, I believe it's verse 23. Hebrews, the 10th chapter and the 23rd verse. And I want to look at it in the Amplified Version. This is really good news. He says over here, let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering. The hope or the vision that we cherish and the vision that we confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised, he's reliable, he's sure, and he's faithful to his word. Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. And let's look at that from the Amplified Version. I just want to stir you up just a little bit today that God is faithful. And though it may not look like nothing's happening, you just hold on. You hold on to God. Keep your eyes on Him. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 in the Amplified Version says, There is no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. God is reliable. God is true to his own character. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But he will always provide a way of escape. He will always provide a way out for you. Listen, friends. If you will just hold fast to your hopes. If you will hold fast to your dreams. They can try to beat it out of you with a baseball bat. They can try to whoop you. And talk you out of it. But if you will just hold fast. Listen friends. Your due season will come. Your due season will always, always come. Amen. Look with me at Philippians chapter 3 verse 14. Philippians the third chapter and the 14th verse. Amen. Philippians 4.13 now. Says this. I press toward the mark, toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Don't you suppose there's some rewards for walking by faith? He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But now notice with me, the word of the Lord today is keep pressing. Be consistent in your walk with God in 2012. Keep praying. Keep praising. 
Keep doing the things that you know to do in the word. Let's bring it up again. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Press on, press on, press on. And then look at Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. How many of you know it's good to have some long-term goals? But it's also good to have some short-term goals. You know, if I had 500 pounds to lose, I better rejoice at five. Because I didn't put that 500 on overnight, and I'm not going to lose that 500 overnight. Are you listening to me? In your marriage relationship, if you're not talking at all, it's a victory and it's a wonderful blessing to talk 10 minutes a day. Amen. Set some goals. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, he says, I will stand upon my watch, and I will set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say to me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord said unto me, everyone say, write the vision. And then he said, make it plain. In other words, our vision needs to have some clarity. Why? So that he may run that reads it. Amen. It's good to remind yourself of the things that God has placed within your heart. Otherwise, it's easy to let them slip. Now, here's a very interesting thought. I didn't have time to cover that in the first session this morning. But it says, for the vision is yet for what? It's for an appointed time, but at the end, it will speak. It'll not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Now, there's something very interesting about an appointed time. You know, an appointed time isn't always necessarily a calendar time. An appointed time, very oftentimes, at least in my life, and maybe you can relate to this, And an appointed time for things to come to pass oftentimes are in direct proportion to where I'm at spiritually. An appointed time is a due season, if you will, when I am ready for God to do what he said he would do. You know, I can see the wisdom of God. There are some things happening in my life right now at this current time that if they happened 15, 20 years ago, I wouldn't be ready for it. Why? Because there was some growth that was needed. There was some maturity. And so, don't give up. Due season is coming. Your appointed time is coming. Keep pressing. Keep moving. Refuse to quit. And God will do some awesome things for you. Now, let me say this in closing. When you're setting goals, be clear about them. You know, if your marriage is not good and you're not partaking physically in the area of the act of marriage, if there's no sex, how many of you know that needs to be adjusted? You know, you talk about, talk about kids, sex, and money gets quiet. We're going to talk about money in a minute. 
But your marriage is, is diverse. It has the area of communication. Marriage has the area of recreation. Marriage has the area of sex, right? So be specific, be clear about what your goals are in your marriage. If you're not talking, set a goal to communicate with one another. If you need some professional help, if you need some counseling, get it. It's well worth your investment. Lots of times, recreational companionship is as important as the physical relationship in the bed. You know, my wife has adapted to things I like to do. And I have adapted to things she likes to do. Shopping. (laughs) Need I say any more? I don't need that right now. But Brenda's got a set of golf clubs. She can't hit the ball more than 100 yards. But she likes to spend time with moi. What difference does it make? The idea is, is find out, the best case scenario is find out things you both like to do and do them together. Well, somebody says, we like to go to movies. We like to go to movies too, but there's not a lot of communication. That takes place in a movie. But afterwards, it's a lot of fun. That gets into your physical act of marriage. You know, if you're, if you're not making love, but once every three months, something's wrong. Can I just talk today? There need, get a vision. <laughs> well, give me a vision. And that's another thought right there. A lot of wives are complaining about their husband not, you know, approaching her. But, you know, send them off in curlers in the morning every day. That's not all that great. And then guys, you know, they're always on go. You know, guys are more like a microwave. Ladies are more like a crock pot. I didn't say crack pot, I said crock pot. Guys come in, they're on ready, they're on go. All dirty, smelly. You need to have some communication. You need to talk to one another. I see some people looking at each other. Moving right along. Is this all right today? So be clear. Be clear on what your goals are. Amen? You know, if you're in debt $25,000 on credit cards, the long-term goal would be to get rid of debt completely, right? But you didn't get in debt overnight. And you won't get out of that kind of debt overnight. It starts by here a little and there a little. Set some goals. Go to a seminar. Go to a Crown Financial seminar. Go to a Dave Ramsey seminar. But do something about your finances. 
I'll guarantee you, if you don't do anything, nothing will happen. Is it true? Be clear about what your goals are. You know, if you've got 500 pounds to lose, lose five ounces to begin with. I don't know. Secondly, you've got to believe you can get there. That gets into the faith part. Thirdly, have a plan of action. Fourthly, be courageous. And then fifthly, employ patience. The Bible says that if you will let patience have its perfect work, that you will be perfect and entire and you will want for nothing. Listen, friends, what are you expecting in 2012? What dreams, what goals, what is it that God has placed in your heart? And the way that this can come to pass is by constantly staying focused, constantly staying consistent. And I want to close with Joshua 1.8. Did you bring your Bibles today? Joshua 1.8. Look at this with me. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law or the word of God, it will not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Talk of your vision. Proclaim it and declare it. That you may observe to do according to all that is written there. And here's what will happen. If you will speak the word and declare the word, all of a sudden you'll be able to see it on the inside of you. That you would be able to observe to do according to all that is written therein. Notice with me. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. You know, the neat thing about it is this. Is when you are a doer of God's word that is described there in Joshua 1.8. You won't have to have anybody to make your way prosperous for you. But you will, by the sword of your own spirit, you will make your way prosperous. Everything that you touch will begin to prosper. The favor of God will go before you. And then it says, you will have good success. Everyone say good success. That verse literally means this. You'll be able to deal wisely in all the affairs of life. Let me pray with you. Just bow your heads right now. Put your hand over your heart. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you would open the eyes of our heart. Lord, those things that we have not seen yet, help us to see them. Father, we pray that you would write upon the table of your people's heart your perfect plan, your perfect vision for their marriage, for their relationships, for their physical bodies, for their spiritual life. Lord, many have let the word go. They've let their prayer go. I pray for an infusion of vision, Lord, once again. And Lord, a desire and a hunger and a thirst after the mighty things of God. Father, we cannot do this without your help. So say it with me, I ask for heaven's help. I ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that I receive. In Jesus' name, amen. I will hope in God. My faith works for me. Aren't you glad about it? Let's give the Lord a big hand. Let's give him a big shout. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. You know, one of the biggest dreams I have in my heart is to get this place paid in full. 
How many of you are in agreement with that? Amen. Just to get this place just completely paid in full so that we can even be a greater influence in the world around us. Amen.